Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Game Talk Radio. I'm your host, Greg, and back with me again this week, after missing a week, is John. How you doing, buddy? How are you? Uh, I'm good. I I listened to last week's podcast probably like 20 minutes after uh, after you put it up, and I was just like, oh, he's wrong about everything. <laughs> he didn't mention these things. I, I assume I assume that you were sitting in the shower, just like drinking, like listening to it, and you were like huddled up at the bottom of the shower, holding your knees, you know, just cradling, like, just like drinking the the my like filthy bath water. No, no, you were drinking some sort of alcoholic <laughs> beverage. You're not much of a, a drinker, but you found something. Uh, <clears throat> it is bleach or something. No, I don't know. No, I was doing my route <laughs> while I was listening to it, um, but I did drink uh, last week um, on Saturday. I I had champagne. <laughs> I was going to say, well, that election coverage would make anybody drink. But... Yes. Well, no, I had celebratory champagne, and I did not. Uh, I, I, I just avoided it until until Saturday. Nice. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so we've got a pretty regular show today. Actually, we had a, a really pretty boring. Well, originally we had no show planned. And then uh, GameStop is not doing a midnight launch, so I'm not getting my PS5 early. So poo-poo on them. But bonus for all the listeners, because you get your podcast this week. So you're welcome. And uh, otherwise, it was going to be a pretty boring podcast because John and I were just going to talk about our games of the generation, right? Like it was going to be a pretty basic, no news stories, really just us going over some of the games that were really influential to us over this last generation as tomorrow ushers in the the new generation of consoles. And then this crazy story popped up just this morning. And this goes back a lot to something I've talked about before. In fact, with a specific YouTuber before. Uh, where his content gets stolen by a channel with millions of subscribers, and he uh, puts this amazing effort and quality into these videos, and some, you know, just asswipe comes along and just steals it, right? So we're going to talk about that, and the best part is, this is, might be the first time ever, John, we have, like, we have Josh from Suggestive Gaming on the line. He's going to be here. We're going to talk to him about it. We're not just going to watch the video and then I'm, we're going to harp about it. Like he's literally here with us. So that's going to be great. But before that, um, I have my rant of the week. And then after that, we're going to talk about our games of the generation. We're going to talk about, we have our games of the week picked out. We have our pickup piles of the week set aside. So I want to get into the rant so we can get to Josh. Cause he's patiently waiting real quick. Yes. I don't have a game of the week. Cause I just figure the entire stack of crap. We're going to talk about. That's my game of the week. Fair enough. You know what? I'll even skip my game of the week too. We will do, yeah. we'll just skip it this week. My game of the week was just a Japanese import anyway. No one, no one cares. No one cares. Well, now I'm now I'm curious. <laughs> well, too bad you ruined it. Damn it. Um, <laughs> so, so let's get it. Let's roll into this rant of the week. Okay, this happened to me Monday. This happened yes, yeah, Monday, two days ago. Sorry, the week, the days are all blending together. Um, so my rant of the week this week is uh, it pertains to customers that argue with me. If I'm not going to take their stuff. Okay. So like someone brings in some items to sell to me. I look at them. They don't pass the quality test. There's a problem with something. So I don't take it. And then people uh, try to convince me that I should take it. Right. That maybe my like essentially it's gaslighting because they're like, well, no, no, that's not a scratch. That, 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 that that's, you know, like they're trying to convince me <laughs> that I should buy it. And and so it it's it's funny because ultimately I want to buy their stuff. I don't make any money if I don't buy their stuff and resell it for profit. So it's in my best interest to buy everything that comes in that's in good shape. If it's not in good shape and I can't resell it or if it's going to be defective, then I can't buy it. So it's always weird to me that 
it's almost like people think I'm just looking to not take it <laughs> when the case, the real case is I'm doing everything in my power to try and take it, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So this just gentleman comes in, he's got, um, I don't think this will be, I don't care if it's too specific. I don't think it matters, but he's got an elder scroll Skyrim for PS4 and he's got a 3ds and he's got a copy of, um, Pokemon gold. And uh, okay. he had called earlier in the day and said he had a DS. We asked him what type, and he's like, I-, I don't know. We're like, okay, well, we can't really give you a quote over the phone because there's a lot of different prices, so just bring it in. He says he has a copy of Pokemon uh, Heart Gold or Soul Silver, And I'm like, well, okay, here's what we would pay for that if it's legit and everything's all good. And then he says he has a copy of Skyrim, so we quote him on that. So he comes in, <clears throat> and the copy of Skyrim has topside damage. Now, admittedly, we're more picky about that than a lot of stores are. In fact, I don't think any other stores actually look for it. I think we're the only store that looks for it. And even if there's a like a flake missing, we'll typically pass on that game. Will 99% of the games that have that flake missing still work? Probably. But we can't test it. And so if we can't guarantee it, you know, we have a 30-day guarantee. A lot of places only do seven days, whatever. And so we have a big guarantee. We can only have that big guarantee if we actually believe that the product we have is going to be that high a quality. And so we, we pass on that and, and this Dave is actually doing the transaction and I, I hear him just say like, you know, Oh, here, sorry, we couldn't take this one. And, you know, uh, just had some damage on the top. We just had to pass on it. And the guy like grabs it and he starts looking at it. He's like, no, no, that's not a scratch. Like on the top here, that's part of the art. That That's, that's just part of the art of the game. <laughs> And Dave goes, oh, no, no. And Dave go, Dave holds it up to light and he goes, you can kind of look here. You can actually see like light coming through the disc. That means there's topside damage. And unfortunately, we just can't take, it. you know, and Dave's very apologetic. He's like, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm just, I wish we could take it. We can't. Sorry. And then the guy just looks at it and he just goes, I, I, don't, I don't even know what you're seeing. Like, I don't see that. Like, there's no damage on it. Like, he's trying to convince us. Like, if there was no damage on it, y- 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 you idiot, we would take it. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say. It sounds like I'm such an asshole. I'm just I we would take it. So, also, how much money did this guy miss out on on Skyrim? Like, not a lot, but it gets worse, John. Don't worry. <laughs> but so, okay. I, so I come out of the back room because I think I went to like fill up my water or something. And I come out and I hear I hear that last part, and I go, "Well, here, I'll double check it." And I just look at it up to the light without even looking at it. I just go, "Oh yeah, there's topside here." <laughs> I just give it back to him. Like I'm not going to undermine my guy right in front of him. And and Dave knows that we want to take that game because it will sell and we'll make money. So, like, it's just asinine that we wouldn't take it for some sort of weird, stupid reason. Well, when he called, he said he had a copy of, I think he said Heart Gold. And he ended up having Regular Gold. So, okay. Regular Gold is only worth about 12 bucks. Heart Gold's worth 50 So, we tried to explain that to him. You know, like, hey, man, just, just as a heads up, you know, we, we quoted you on the phone for Heart Gold. This is Regular Gold. And, unfortunately, it's not worth as much. Because it's not a DS game, it's a Game Boy game. And he just like deadpan looks at me and just goes, well, why is gold not as expensive as heart gold? Like, I just looked at him and I said, I don't know, man, that's just what eBay says. <laughs> like, I just, I got, like, I, I hit my limit with, like, the stupidity. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I don't know, it's what eBay says. So then he didn't have a 3DS, he had a, a DS Lite. Okay. So, okay, well, we didn't quote him on that, thankfully. We turned the DS on. No, I'm sorry. No, it was it was a 3DS. We turned the, the 3DS on, and there's just the top screen has a half an inch thick black bar running through it. It's just defective. <laughs> it just doesn't work. I don't know. I don't know to tell you, man. I can't fix 3DS screens, or I don't care to. Was he, like, in a dumpster behind a GameStop? I don't somewhere? know, man. I don't know. And so, and so, you know, 
we're like, well, and then Dave goes, I'm really sorry, man. Like, you know, I can't take the DS. It's damaged. And the guy just goes, what the F? And he just drops the F bomb. And and he's not mad at us. He's just like, I, I played it. It was fine. I went in the store. I put it in the storage. And all does work. Oh, and he's like just stomping around. Being, he's like having a fit, you know? And, and it sucks because we know that's not a good interaction, even though it's not our fault. It's just not a good customer interaction. And so then eventually Dave goes, well, if you want to still sell, you know, gold, we could still buy that for 12 cash or 14 credit. And the guy just goes, well, can I just do 14 cash? And normally we would probably do that. It's not a big deal. And then, but Dave, I think Dave thought he misheard him. So Dave goes, oh no, it was 12 cash, not 14. Because <laughs> I think Dave thought he was mistaken when the guy was literally asking for it. And the guy just stands yeah. there like three seconds. I see the look on his face is kind of like, like he's... He's on the verge of cracking, you know? So I just went, oh, yeah, man, we'll do 14 for you. We'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but it was like he was right on the edge, man. It was just he was about to lose it. So my rant of the week is I want to buy everything. The only things I don't buy is if something gives me a reason not to buy it. You know, like I, there was a PS3 at the end of the night tonight where it took in a PS1 game, loaded up just fine. Pop it out. Load in a, a DVD. It won't read the DVD. That's kind of weird, but okay. Pop in a PS3 game. It starts loading Black Ops and then freezes in the middle of the game. Yeah. Okay, I just can't take it, man. Sorry. I mean, it's a, it's an 80 gig non-backwards compatible fat PS3. Like, this thing is the cheapest, junkiest model of PS3 that they made. <laughs> you know, like, it is just it is just shit, you know? Yeah, so, they're awful. So, so we want to take it, you know? And that's the thing. So if, if we ever refuse a trade, believe me, it kills me as much as it kills a person not being able to sell it. Like, when I see something really nice come through or, like, a good PS2 game, like a Silent Hill, two that's worth 80 90 bucks now and it comes in there's a big scratch on the top and i can't take it it kills me man it just kills me knowing that that game most likely will have issues that can't be fixed so anyway rant that, over that's my rant of the week that reminds me of the uh a time where i was at gamestop and uh so like that that guy it sounds like he was broke and Probably. just needs money which is and tough and, so I, and you know me I, I relate to that yeah yeah, just scrounging up anything that he can that he can possibly sell. I I had a a lady years ago back when the uh, the Wii balance board was out, and GameStop was buying the balance boards for like thirteen bucks, and I I was doing or she was selling it. I was doing the trade, and uh, I was like I was like, all right, this is what you can give you for it. And she's like, well, how much was the balance board? And I was like, the balance board is thirteen bucks cash, and she's like. She's like, that's, that's bull, whatever. And, and like starts getting pissed off. And I was like, well, if you don't want to sell it, you can keep it. Like we, like <laughs> you don't have to sell it to me. And she's like, she's like, but I do. And I was like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but 13 bucks is, is all I can do for that item. I, I apologize. But, but like I said, if you don't like the price, you can keep it. And, uh, she, she sold it and she was all pissed off and she freaking called corporate <laughs> and filed a complaint a- about me because she didn't like the trade price. It's like, you dick. What, why are you why are you this way, John? <laughs> yeah, it, it's like I do I don't control the damn price of the thing. Like, I would give you more money if I could. But I also didn't put you in this financial situation you are in where you are broke i am sorry i've been broke too but i don't go to stores and take it out of them yeah we yeah we, and we yeah it's especially in your position because you're part of corporate 
Like at GameStop, yeah. okay, you can't change prices. You can't do it. There's nothing you can do. The price is the price. That's it. At least in my store, like you could argue, like, hey, you're the owner. If you wanted to make you, if you wanted to pay me more, you could. And I could be like, well, yeah, I could. I mean, I could pay you more than I'm going to sell it for, but that seems like a dumb thing to do. So I won't do that. But I could. Like I'm allowed to in the computer, you know. I think you should just start scapegoating magical corporate. Just be like, sorry, man, corporate won't let me. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> I mean, technically, I am an S corp. I mean, I could just blame the corporate <laughs> office, which consists of my leadership. <laughs> yeah, just be like those sons of bitches at corporate. Oh, Ooh. he's. They come down on me every damn day. <laughs> that that son of a bitch. <laughs> the corporate always ride my ass. Um, all right, but anyway, that's it. That's the rant of the week. So going into this next segment, uh, we got Josh from Suggestive Gaming here. I'm going to cue this up so that I can cut this into YouTube clip because this is one we got to put up. And then not only can Josh have this crappy uh, YouTuber who stole all of who stole his contents, fans yelling at him. Now they can yell at me too because it's only hey. fair that we all. <laughs> We all get in the mud together, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go silent here for a few seconds, and then I'm gonna cue it back in, and then Josh are gonna be ready for you. So here we go. <clears throat> and like I said earlier on the podcast today, John, the first thing we're gonna be talking about, yet again, and oddly enough, to the same person, we have another big YouTuber coming in stealing a smaller YouTuber, a smaller, more talented YouTuber's content. And then pretending like nothing happened and pretending like it didn't happen, hiding the video, but not demonetizing it, not even like (laughs) sharing or anything, just nothing, just nothing. And what's so funny about it is uh, who's with us today is Josh from Suggestive Gaming, and he's going to be on in a minute here. And how I met Josh originally was because I did a story about how the YouTube channel Game Ranks stole (laughs) one of his videos. (laughs) and that's how I got to know him like I did the story and I reached out to him and I actually reached out to him and I said hey man can I use your logo uh I'm gonna use it on the thumbnail because I'm talking about this story I think it's total crap because I picked it up on reddit or something and then we got to talking and I found out he was you know from the same state and it was just super cool you know and so we've become friends in the past in fact if you listen to this podcast and you've seen the episodes of a Metal Gear podcast called Metal Gear Salad that is Josh from Suggestive Gaming. So, full disclosure, we're friends. Um, but it doesn't make this. Yeah, but this this doesn't make it any less shitty. <laughs> like the fact that I have to talk about this again because another YouTuber has stolen his content, and it's not like we're talking about someone with like five subs has like re-uploaded his videos to try to get some love. Like it's straight up is a a, a a YouTuber with two and a half million subscribers. And 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 Josh at Suggestive Gaming has 190. He's he's getting to 200 thousand. So it's like he, which is nothing to sky. That's that's amazing sub numbers. But you know, whatever. So anyway, with that all being said, that's the intro. Get that out of the way. Here now is Josh from Suggestive Gaming. Josh, how are you doing, man? I am. Uh, you know, all things considered, I'm pretty great. Um, I'm gonna pretend I didn't say this beforehand, but we got to stop meeting like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it would have been a good joke but not you know but yeah, yeah I, had, I had to like you know blow my load beforehand and here we are <laughs> you and john will become fast friends with the <laughs> with the dialogue <laughs> you guys have i'm uh, suggestive gaming greg come on very very suggest- <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna start a channel called very suggestive gaming and i'm just gonna re-upload all your stuff but then with like yeah. me me with like with a like mini skirt accent me with yeah, a- yeah. 
And more sexual puns, please. Yeah, and me with a mini skirt, I'm just going to lift it up a little bit above my, my knees and just be like, hey, boys, that's very suggestive. Okay, that's gross. So getting to the <laughs> podcast, getting the story. I mean, Josh, you, this just happened this morning, right? Is that when you discovered that this happened? Yeah, pretty much like 12 hours ago. I, I literally woke up and I mean, it's unhealthy, but I wake up and I check YouTube comments because I just want to ruin my day. Um, <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. That'll do and, it. Uh, that'll do it. There was a guy, and I'll see if I can actually find the comment real quick just to read it verbatim but um, it, and give him credit. He basically said, you know, like, hey, uh, Mr. Dalek JD basically stole your Call of Duty video and put it on his channel. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, people say that all the time, like when there's a similar video. And I'm like, yeah, what? Well, you know, I'll, I'll check it out or whatever. And like, literally, he opened the video the exact way I open videos, like the same dialogue. And I'm like, ooh, okay. So I immediately <laughs> pause the video. I open up the Google Doc of my script, and I'm just reading along with the video. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, man. Oh, this is, all right, I got to do something about this, I guess. <laughs> Was it like the whole thing? Like, did he edit any of it? So, um, so to, just to explain what the video is, it, it's a summary of uh, Call of Duty World at War and then all of the Black Ops games. And um, basically, like, up through maybe like 75% of World at War, the script is verbatim. Like he changed like officer to soldier once, I think. Okay. That was, that was like it. And then um, the rest of it, he like moves some stuff around. I think he maybe just got bored with transcribing and was like, ah, I should probably just, you know, change something up. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe he didn't play that one, right? And so he didn't know the story as much or something? Cause this no, because he content... falls back into it later. Oh, okay. <laughs> when did... When did you upload the original video? Uh, October of 2018. Okay. <laughs> Damn, it was a while ago. Um, and not only that, but, like, that video is m my second most successful video, and it has, like, over 5 million views. Okay. So, it, it that was the weird thing to me, is, like, chances no. are there's going to be some overlap of somebody who's seen both of these videos. Yeah, it's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, like, that, that's, that video's a monster. So, it's not like it's some obscure video, you know? I mean, right, it, it, almost, it almost rivals my Billy Mitchell videos. Actually. It's pretty close. <laughs> Although, I will say, if I end up on the East Side Dave show, we are going to have words. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you, man, that, that was, that's a trip. Uh, you'll come out just fine. <laughs> you'll be just fine because you get a lot more views than they do. <laughs> now, you really should be honored by this theft because, like, one – transcribing half the video sounds like a hell of a lot of work to be fair and... well well the thing is i upload uh subtitles so okay if you, if you click the little three dots next to any of my videos there is a view transcript button ah okay. so and that's for accessibility reasons and yeah so he didn't even have to so do you that don't work. even have to try hard to describe <laughs> well but obviously he listened to your video and he was just like this shit is gold i well, mean I, yeah I gotta... yeah <laughs> I've got to do something. Well, about I'm sure. This. Well, when you hear Josh's voice for the first time, like I did, mm. instant erection. I'm talking <laughs> zero, zero to sixty, two and a half seconds, probably. Which, uh, by by the way, Josh, for the record, before <laughs> Greg like had me on the podcast, he he was like, I, I want to make sure that you're not like super inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he's definitely you ruined come it. across as the more you ruined it. <laughs> Well, you know what I'm working on a lot this year, not to get too sidetracked. I'm working on a lot this year, like getting out of my boundaries, right? Like I've set up a okay. lot of boundaries of like 
decency and things that like I didn't want to cross. And part of it was, oh, you know, I'm so protective of the store, right? I'm so protective of like having a bad image. And like, so if, yeah. what if someone watches this and then, and then they say, oh, I don't like that Greg guy. He used a bad word. I'm like, eh, who fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway plus plus I, I i i'm a beer in so that's that's helping a little bit but uh but and it's my friday i'm on vacation for four days ps5's tomorrow i'm a little loose today um but nice. i want to get back to it josh like what do you i i feel like i know what you felt but can you try to describe like what that feels like right like as you're discovering this as you're pulling at the thread right and you're realizing that this dude straight ripped you off like what does that feel like? Is that just like a pit in your stomach, man? Like, does that just hit you and it's really frustrating or do you get mad or do you get like, like, what are, what are you feeling? This one was a bit unique actually, because, um, like you mentioned, game ranks was like the first big one. Uh, but this has happened like three other times since then with other big channels. Um, one of which just, uh, downloaded my video and just (laughs) re-uploaded like the the voiceover like that like the edited video they just uploaded with their voice um i was i was wondering about that whether they actually used your captured footage or not he did not but he did recreate all of my graphics almost exactly i was pretty impressed actually that he took the time to like recreate exactly how my graphics are um which was weird because again like why wouldn't you just come up with something original to make it not look like the same thing but whatever can um, you still watch the video that he did? Uh, I have a copy of it that somebody was able to to grab and give me, and that's nice. how I made my comparison video. Um, <laughs> okay. So in my in my comparison video that's on my Twitter, um, you can actually see the um, the graphic that he made. Did you get I a cut, chance to watch between. that, John? Uh, I watched I, a little bit. I of tagged it. you. Yeah, man, uh, that that was. I mean, I, it's unbelievable. I gotta he, say, the British voice really adds to the to the content, mm. and I. <laughs> I gotta say, maybe, maybe he maybe did it better. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So so anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Josh. Keep talking about that. Like, so the feeling was different because it's happened so many times before. I'm so <laughs> used to it. It's like, and and um, I'm friends with uh, uh, a Twitch streamer. His name is Bike Man, and uh, he he even told me because I because I I was like I was kicking myself because. Uh, you know, Mr. Dalek deleted the video and I didn't save a copy of it. He's like, why don't you have a checklist at this point of like all of the things you need to do in what order? <laughs> He's like, number one should be download the video. And I'm like, you got a good point, man. You got a good point. So, yeah. So that that's why, like, it was just like, ugh. so all I did was I went and I shared it on Twitter and then I tagged some influential people that I'm, you know, that I've met over the years as a, you know, budding YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, Bike Man was huge in signal boosting. Um, uh, I want to give credit where credit's due. Uh, Dragnix also uh, tweeted it to the right people. And, I mean, yeah, some people picked it up and went with it. And thank God that uh, somebody had downloaded the video before it went private. And I could make that comparison. Because everybody saw it and they're like, oh, that's scummy. But then when you actually see it side by side, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So... What's funny too is like the lengths, the, the the pretzels that fans will twist themselves into to make sure that their like YouTube overlord gods are in their minds holier than thou, right? When the game ranks thing happened, look, so I did that video, and like a year later, some for some reason the YouTube algorithm kicked it up after every game ranks video. <laughs> So like there was there was one night where all of a sudden that video got like another thousand or two thousand views in one night. 
so all from ev- their fans too. All, all from their fans right so everyone sees my video they start listening to it instant thumbs down instant comments about you're full of it you're full of it and i just replied back i said hey everyone i see you're coming here from the suggested videos i said here's a link to where uh the guy from game ranks actually apologized for it because he said he did it he admitted to it i'm not lying here you go it was a year ago have a nice day and then i just like just got off of it i just it, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter they, they apologize for it they did it they apologized i mean it was it was a shitty apology but he admitted to it and it's then they're in their fans are still like well then they move the goalpost and they'll say something along the lines of, well, you know, th- you're just jealous <laughs> or or you should be thankful that a big <laughs> channel even acknowledged your channel. And I mean, Josh, I think you were growing a lot anyway. Do you think it's fair to say that that thing with game ranks gave you a signal boost? I'm not saying it makes it right, but do you think that that did amplify people and push them to your page? Because you were growing so I, anyway. That was no doubt. But I've um, so. I had a I had a big problem with that for like years actually because like the biggest um day of subscribers I had like significantly was the day the game ranks thing happened <laughs> because because I got a lot of like sympathy subscriptions right sure like of, of people like oh that's crappy that that happened to you I'm going to su- subscribe to your channel cuz blah 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 but it's like that doesn't to me that doesn't mean anything because you know I I I don't feel like I deserve that because it might it wasn't my content that actually brought these people it was like this weird drama thing um, so that, that, like, honestly, like that kind of discouraged me for a while because I was just like, you know, like if I'm, if I'm not going to get to the point where I can actually like get subs for my content and I have to have people like steal it in order to, you know, <laughs> kick up this like publicity or whatever. Yeah. But like, since then the channel has actually grown significantly and I've had several days that I just released a video that did well that have, that has done better than that day. Um, Nice. So, like, p- part of me is like, you know, it, it it does put eyes on the on the product, so to speak. Um, but the other part of me is like, I just wish that was organic and not because of something so right. crappy. Well, that makes sense, and it, it's it's just one of those things that it, like it doesn't it wouldn't even matter if, if if you felt better about it, it wouldn't even matter. Um, because it it happened, you know, it was stolen. Right. So um, I'm on your channel. I've got your channel up. And so anybody who's listening, suggestive gaming, I'm not telling you to subscribe to him because oh poor him. I'm telling you to subscribe to him because it's good content. If you like the story of a game, whenever a new game's coming out, well, you know what, Josh, let me let me let you explain it. Like, what what do you focus on these story summary videos that you do? Um, I think they're fantastic because whenever a new game's coming out, you basically recap the old games. So what what kind of got you? You know, what, what What drives you to do that, I guess? Came from, and this was actually, uh, the, the channel used to be three people, and now it's just me. But um, one of the members, Chris, it was it was his idea to, you know, kind of uh, summarize a franchise for to kind of prepare for the new game coming out. And that struck a chord with me because I'm the type of guy who, when, when a new game comes out, I have to go and play all of the old games to kind of get ready. And I'm just like, well, not everybody has time for that, so... What if I make a thing that they can watch, you know, for 10, 20 minutes instead of having to play, you know, 50, 60 hours of a video game franchise? Or or your two and a half hour Resident Evil one that I watched the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, or the two and a half hour Batman one. <laughs> now, now, let me tell Yo. you, I mean, I am not I am not a YouTube guy. I don't typically consume it. If I do, it's in very short bursts of funny things here and there. I sat for that, through that whole thing, man. It was great. I absolutely loved it. I might have to watch that as well. The Batman one's I, really good, man. Like it, it, 
I mean, if you, it just the way you put it together, Josh, like it just, it just works, you know, and you got a good cadence. Like it just, it's, it's quality content. Like, you know, you see all this garbage, like, I, how do I want to describe it? Like, it's just, it's just garbage content. I don't know how else to say it. Like, it's this weird, you know, it's whether it's tipster, Keemstar, this drama alert garbage or whatever. You're like, you're, you're, you're in the video game space. You're making like your own path, which to be fair is such an oversaturated area. Like there's so, so many video game YouTubers and how you were able to find something that not only hadn't really been done a bunch, but then you did it so well. And so, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're around and I'm glad that game rank stole your first video so that we we were able to meet and become friends because it's it's just been a blast man and i i i sound like i'm always suckling at your teat but it is just it's good content man and it's content i would watch and i don't watch a lot of youtube but i would no well, thank uh, you. I, you know i appreciate that i gotta ask both of you so one are you guys gonna continue metal gear salad <sighs> yes Yes, it's just I don't the, know when. I swear to God, you're I you're on the solid now. You'd be on the solid. We'd now, be on right? the good games now. Yeah, <laughs> the ones uh, with actual and then two, story. <laughs> um, are you guys gonna touch Snatcher at all? Um, I feel like once we get through all the mainline games, we will. Uh, like we'll start hitting up the kind of weird side stories, like even things like Metal Gear Acid. And stuff like mm-hmm. that, Metal Gear Rising, Revengeance, all the non-canon stuff, and I definitely would dive deep dive into Kojima's other stuff for sure. Yeah, I do, Have you I pl- do uh, Snatcher, Police Knots, and oh yeah, I'm, I'm actually I haven't played Police Knots all the way through, and I've I've got that like on my PS1 classic. I put the translator ISO on there, and I'm like I'm gonna nice. play that. Greg, you're incriminating yourself. Oh no, <laughs> uh, Greg, have you fully played through Snatcher? Uh, yes, yes, I have. Okay. Games, excellent. Um, I uh, another podcast that I listen to all the time did a uh, did an episode on Snatcher, and listening to that plus listening to your guys' Metal Gear so- uh, Salad podcast, like uh, they they talk about Doctor Madnar in Snatcher. Yeah, and I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I know that name. Like I've heard that <laughs> name a shitload. And then and then they have a little robot named Metal Gear in it that sounds like a total pipsqueak dork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there, there's some neat crossovers uh, in that. Like he tried to, have, I don't even think it was technically a like a cohesive universe. He was even trying to do. I think it was more nods, like subtle nods, but yeah. it's still cool, still really cool. And and the well, big I thing would... about Solid is I gotta play through Solid again before we do that podcast. I can't I can't just do like the typical like oh I, I remember this I'll recap this like I gotta play it and experience it again. It's been too long since I played through it. Now, would you play the original plus Twin Snakes? I'd probably just play Twin Snakes. Okay. I'm not so sure. So there'd be a lot of Yoshi content in the episode then? <laughs> we definitely like, yep, deep, and that's, definitely that's deep when he Yoshi. rode Yoshi. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so so getting getting back to it, um so I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal because we hadn't we hadn't mentioned who it was. Um so the YouTuber that that so viciously stole and, and shamelessly ripped off your content is uh Mr. Dalek J D. Uh, he's from across the pond, uh, chaps, and <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, and <laughs> basically, he's got 2.42 million subscribers. Now, here, here's what I thought about earlier. I didn't tweet this out because I didn't know how to put it into words properly. But you don't get to 2.42 million subscribers by being lazy. I really don't believe that. I don't believe anybody who has 2 million subscribers didn't put a lot of effort and work into that. 
I have my own thoughts on that, and I'll, I'll get okay. into that. So, so initially, <laughs> that's what I think, right? Like, I feel like you, most people, I guess. But how? So, how do you get there doing quote unquote original content? Which again, Josh may have something to say about that. <laughs> how do you get there by doing all that, and then you're just like. I'll rip off this video. <laughs> you know, like at this point, he doesn't have to make a video about that. He doesn't have to. He's going to be fine. And he, he can make a video of him like taking a dump and he's going to get 100,000 views. <laughs> so like why why the theft of it? You know, and I guess that's what I look at. I just look at like, does there come a point where the hustle is so real? Like you're, you're like, you always got to make your content better that, that, you know what I mean? Like it almost feels like, like somebody who's, uh, writing a novel and they like need to get the novel finished by a deadline. And then, so they rip off some other writer's idea or something, you know, I, I don't know. It just, it just feels weird to me that that, how did that person get there unless by doing this before? Isn't it possible to buy subscribers though? Yeah, but they've really cracked down on, on like, uh, like bots and bot subscribers and stuff like that. Like it's, uh, they usually go through and wipe them all clean after a while. So, I mean, yes, you can, okay. but I don't think that's any like, most people who have that many wouldn't wouldn't have like purchased them anymore because they get purged yeah. pretty frequently. Yeah, YouTube purges inactive uh, subscribers quite a lot. Okay. Yeah, we don't typically use any. So, so then with that being said, Josh, I'm gonna pass it back to you. What what's your theory? What's your take on that? <laughs> so, as somebody with experience with these kinds of situations, um, you learn kind of how these channels work. Um, game ranks being one of them. Uh, I actually, I don't want to, I don't want to call too many names. I'll, I'll, I'll say game ranks cause you know, there's the history there, but, um, there's, there's been quite a few channels where I've learned kind of how they operate. And as I'm sure we all know from YouTubers talking about it, you know, for hours on end, uh, the YouTube algorithm is a, a very, uh, temperamental beast, shall yeah. we say. And it favors a high output. Um, for example, you know, the, the channels that are putting out daily content, even like twice a week, three times a week, whatever, like if you're consistently putting out videos and those videos are consistently getting engagement, that's, those are the channels that thrive. Those are the channels that get recommended more. Um, those are the channels that are in autoplay more like that's, that's what you need to do in order to actually gain success on YouTube. And it takes a while to make content. Like, for example, like. Like I'm and not to toot my own horn or not to, you know, whatever, but like my stuff takes a really long time to do because I play all the games myself. I, you know, write it all. I record it all. I edit it all. One person doing all that takes me months to put out these videos. Um, Somebody can see that. Rewrite it, download somebody else's gameplay footage and re-edit it and get that done in a day. So what takes me months to put out one video, somebody can put out in a day. So. I'm not saying it's 100% from things like theft, but I think, you know, you you go on Reddit, you see a good theory. Oh, you make a video based on that. You don't have to think about it. Somebody already kind of laid it out for you. You're just presenting it in a different way. Boom. That's that's a that's a piece. You got it out there. So like that's kind of what you see with these bigger channels is like the stuff that they're putting out is consistent, but it's very low effort because if somebody else has already done the effort, you know, what do you have to do but kind of represent it? You're basically curating yeah. at that point. Well, and and this isn't something that's necessarily new either. I mean, you've got a lot of, um, like, for instance, I know the channel, the Game Theory, gets accused a lot of 
going on to like video game subreddits. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when they did the, um, I think that was actually, was that movie theory technically? I forget what it was, but they did one on um, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. And apparently they just went to that subreddit and they just like found all the most popular theories and they just made a video out of it. <laughs> so none of it was even original thought. It was just taking everyone else's ideas. Now that's not as blatant as what happened here, but it's definitely something that like large YouTube channels have been like accused of doing for a very long time and i remember when because what was it It was baldino right that was who the head of game ranks or whatever like he apparently gets accused of theft so often that he just blows them all off (laughs) well i remember (laughs) when 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 he got a you know when people started accusing him for you know the god of war video that i made um he was like i don't even know what this guy's talking about and then and then like within two hours he was just like uh yeah we're removing the video i'm sorry yeah (laughs) like you know what i mean like he didn't even know the video people were talking about and then he had to learn that other people on the channel just kind of scalped the video um but that again that's how this works you've got it's it's the same with uh who was that guy uh philip yeah, I mean, um, philip muchin or whatever yes it's that same exact thing where he did original stuff and then he got hired on by whatever publication that was. IGN. Um, that was, oh. You can't spell ignorance without IGN. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, but and, th- and then the pressure got in where he had to pump out content faster and he couldn't keep up. So he just went to other people. Yeah. And, you know, that's Oof. So, so a re- sad cutthroat industry that, you know, I'm not, you know, it's still they're in the wrong, obviously. But, you know. So you're saying that they're really the victim here. So if no, they're the victim, exactly what I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I just, I, 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 it sucks, and it, it sucks because it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And like I, I say this to people all the time, you know, if if you were putting out like generic content, and then someone generically steals your generic content, it's like, eh, okay, well the cycle continues. But and like, and that's what that's what <laughs> a lot of I feel gaming YouTube is these days. Yeah, it's just like everybody just putting out the same exact thing. Like, how many times do you see like the same thumbnail over and over again, and you're just like, man, like, what's the difference in any of this? Yeah, you it know? really it will, and then and then something starts a trend, and everyone jumps on the trend, and yep. so then it's yeah, and then they ride the wave until somebody changes something and then they get a popular video and then everyone tries to adjust to that and it's just yeah it's just whatever hits yeah it's just ugly and and i've always thought that there is a a viewership on youtube that wants something original that wants something intelligent that wants something that's responsible you know and and you because you there was a little bit i don't want to say controversy because you did a really good job with the video but when you talked about last of us too And you talked about that. And even that was like, there were good discussions there, but the majority of it was not like good discussion. (laughs) No, it was the majority of it were like trash takes from garbage people who listen to bigger garbage YouTubers. Well, and, and not to get on too much of a tangent with that, but like that was my, I made that video in response to people just parroting other things that they heard people say. Like my, my, at the points I, I, made in that video were direct kind of counterpoints to these things that bigger YouTubers had said before. And then what was funny is at the end of the video, I say, I don't even like this game. I, I just, you guys are spouting off nonsense. Like think for yourselves. And everybody was like, you shill <laughs> yeah. just cause you like, it doesn't mean everybody else has to. And I'm like, well, yeah, there you go. So, and this is a, <laughs> this is a spoiler for our later segment. Last of us two did not make my games of the generation. I thought the game was perfectly fine. 
<laughs> like it's not it's whatever i don't i don't know but what's weird is and i see this a lot in my line of work is i see people come in and i've had this happened to me actually twice in the last few weeks which i thought was especially weird because it's so far out of being popular now but i had two people and they were they were people that i mean i don't know how to say this like I, th- I think they were on the spectrum. I think they were autistic, which is, you know, they, they consume a lot of YouTube, but they don't play a lot of the games. And so they would come in and, they, and a lot of times they parrot things that they hear uh, from other YouTubers. And that's fine. I mean, I, I get it. You know, a lot of people do that. And being autistic doesn't have anything to do with that necessarily. It sometimes does. But two separate people were basically asking me like what I thought of last of us Two, And I said, Oh, I thought the game was fine. You know, I said the story was kind of neat. It wasn't my favorite story. If it, you know, had never been made, I'd have been fine, but I'm glad I played it. And it's always like, and then they start parroting what angry Joe said or what this YouTuber (laughs) says or what that YouTuber says or what, you know, um, flippy floppy gamer says, I, whatever. It's like, they they just, they just parrot it. And so that, that happened to me. Pretty good take. (laughs) to to be fair so so that was that was two people within like a two or three week span that i had that conversation with it was very weird and and it happens a lot though where people come in and they just say did you hear about this i'm like yeah i did and i actually have a take on it because well one i do a podcast every week almost every week and but two because I, i i listen a lot i think about things i'm a critical thinker when it comes to these issues and they're just regurgitating. And that is a big issue. And I, we could spend a whole podcast talking about just that. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's bad. And and so but people listen to these other people and then they just repeat it like it's the got like it's the truth. Like it's a fact, not that it's that person's opinion. They don't say, Hey, you know, I agreed with Angry Joe. They just say, like, hey, did you hear this? Well, this is what I think. Like, well, that's not what you think. That's what they thought, and you heard it, so now you agree with it. I don't know. I used I used to have a kid that would come into my GameStop when I was at the mall, and every single time I saw him, I, I knew what he was going to talk about because I am on 50 different video game websites every freaking day. And so <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, like, he'd start talking about a topic, and I'd be like, all right, I know exactly what you're going to say. And so like after a while, I was just like, Bill, I'm like, you gotta you gotta form your own opinion because I know that whatever the internet currently yeah. has shoved up their ass, you're currently you're gonna talk about. Like yeah. like if you don't play the game, d- don't talk about it. Like what 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 do you care about that you're playing right now? And what is your opinion on it? Not not whatever the hell you see online. Yeah. Well, so then let me ask you this, Josh. Do you think is there any getting away from this? And I guess, does it happen enough where you really think it's a, not that it's not important and that it's not a problem, but like, does it happen enough where it's a legitimate problem or is it just one of those annoyances? And if it is a legitimate problem, how do you fix something like this? Is there anything that you think could be done? My thing always, I I don't, I don't think it's a huge issue. Um, I think it happens like, and I think it happens way more than we think it does. Um, but I don't like, I don't think it's rampant like to the point where you know there needs to be the uh, like some kind of huge culture shift but like at the same point i think we need to recognize that it does happen and try to you know create kind of a culture within the you know quote unquote creator community um to you know recognize that this is 
wrong and not how you create content. Um, and my whole thing, and this is this is why I create such a stink every time this happens, because a lot of people are like, oh, you're just trying to get attention, blah, blah, blah. It's like, to an extent, yes, but not for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are trying to bring attention to the issue, not... Correct. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm always saying, like, like especially with, with, you know, this situation, you know, he took the video down within the hour of me posting my tweet saying, hey, man, you just re-recorded my script. And... I, you know, people were like, oh, that was him, you know, doing the right thing. He was taking it down. But it's like, no, that was him covering it up so that he didn't have to kind of face it. And he was just sweeping it under the rug. And that's what I kind of realized afterwards. And it's like, no, man, you got to you got to own it. You got to wear the scarlet letter for a little bit. And people have to recognize that you've done this so that they can hold you accountable in the future if you do it again. Like that's that's to me what it all has to come down to is like the only people that can hold you know, these creators accountable are the people that watch. And that's the only reason I find out that these things happen. Like, I'm not going out looking for my videos elsewhere. People tell me like, Hey, I just saw this video, right. which is exactly like your video. So, and and I think people do a good job because I find out about it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and I'm sure other people do too, but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm the guy who's, you know, angry enough to call them out and say, Hey, this is wrong. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and it's, it's funny you brought that up about the, uh, you know, about it's it's up to the watchers to really police this because if they stop watching, then it, it's it's over for that YouTuber. Isn't that very similar to what we see with things like the the culture at Ubisoft, right? And the harassment issues that they suffered and the, the stuff that they buried. Like ultimately the only thing that's gonna stop Ubisoft or or even forget that issue and even go into things like EA and Activision and Rockstar's notorious crunch or the cyberpunk stories of crunch, like if that's if that story's ever going to change, isn't it up to us as consumers to change it? Right? Like it's almost the same thing. Uh, yeah, and I think I there those situations aren't directly comparable because there's a lot more parties involved um, with those types of things. Um, whereas you know when it comes to YouTube and a creator, it's a direct kind of one-on-one relationship. But it is, you know, sunlight's the best sure. disinfectant. So drawing attention to these things at all is going to at least create some kind of change. And that's what you can hope in things like crunch and harassment in the workplace is like drawing attention to it um, and, you know, exposing that to kind of the general public will create scrutiny. And that's kind of what you need in order to keep people behaving properly is to keep them accountable. Um, so that does fall on the consumer to a big extent. Sure. So my final question then is what, what would be acceptable to you to make this right? What would Mr. Mr. Dalek JD have to do to like get square with you? So he's halfway there. Um, because he did issue a, an apology and a statement, um, basically saying, look, um, he did, he was a little kind of so I'm not going to complain <laughs> because, you know, he did admit, but he didn't say what he did, which was a little weird. He was just like, hey, if you saw the tweets, I'm sorry. Um, he didn't <laughs> he, he didn't say did he put you that know, on Twitter. Yeah, he put it out on Twitter and not on okay. YouTube, which is his you know main platform, which is another thing. But my whole thing is it, it's two parts. One is publicly acknowledging what you did and then two, not doing it again. So right. 
the second half's to be seen, and that's where it, that's where the kind of the viewer base holding him accountable. That's where that comes in. Yeah, so we'll see. That's all right. that's all we can really do. Yeah, that's perfect, man. I I love that, and and I think that's really stand up of you to do too, because you you had every right to like tee off, and the way you did it too. That's even in my opinion, that's respectful. You know, like yeah, you called him out, but it wasn't like. You know, you didn't strike the video. You didn't you like you. You basically just took it to him, and we're just like, "Hey, th- like, is this is this 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 is what you do? This is your thing." And well, and I'm lot- glad that you were able to get that signal boosted a bit because, unfortunately, that's what it takes sometimes. You know, a lot of folks were like, you know, "Hey, you should give him the revenue that you made off of that <laughs> video," and it's like, I don't want the revenue yeah. at all. <laughs> I don't want him to have the revenue. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want it. <laughs> Yeah, like that's not what this is about at all. You just want his G- you, want, you want his G Fuel contract is what you want. You want <laughs> that want G Elgato, Fuel money. I, I want his Elgato contract because I spend <laughs> enough on their fucking products. If I could get some for free, that'd be nice. Sorry for the curse. That's okay. I already I already burst the f bomb. Well, I'm sorry. JD's John, just you were pissed say... off because he's JD's just pissed off because he's got a really in depth two hour Resident Evil uh, deep dive that he's just got to scrap <laughs> now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like son of a bitch! That's I recorded that for yeah. two hours. He's like, it. It took me. It took me two hours to transcribe this thing, and I, I was just about graphics. to put it out. <laughs> I made these graphics. Oh man, that's great. Well, uh, otherwise, Josh, that's all I had for man. Is there, is there anything else you want to say? Anything you want to bring awareness to? Anything on your channel that's going on? What do you want to promote? What's going on? I don't even know anymore. Uh, today was a long day. Um, you know, I'm I'm just staying up with the grind. I'm I'm actually like I just released a bunch of stuff and now I've got like nothing going on for the rest of the year, which is great. Um, what's what's uh what's a game of the generation for you? Uh, God of War. Okay, it's on the that's, list. It made the list. I, th- I I I think that's the game of this generation. If I'm if I had to pick one. It's pretty high up there for me. The only reason I didn't give that game of the year over Spider-Man was because I'm such a Spider-Man nerd. I had to. But See, like Spider-Man, Spider-Man was such a it was such a copy of another game. It didn't like I still loved it and it's and Spider-Man's still on my list of this generation because it's a personal list like what were games that define the generation for me. But man, it's like so my geekiness for Spider-Man is what pushed that game over the top, but God of War felt like something special when I played it. It really, it really did. I think the reason I love God of War so much is how much it took me by surprise. Cause I'm like, this is going to suck. It's nothing like the other God of Wars. <laughs> yeah. Who is what clunky, is this? Shitty. Yeah. And then I played it. Like, the greatest thing I've ever played. Was there a sex mini game in this one? Nope. They kept it classy. You can't have stuff like that in games oh, nowadays, man. Come on, what man. A piece of shit. Um, but it, well, if you want, if you want funny stuff like that, just follow Jaffe on uh, Twitter, and you can just like wow. he reminisces about all the crazy stuff he put into Twisted Metal and God of War. It's great. That's what I have to promote is Jaffe's Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, uh, I, I won't say how much because I don't want to embarrass you. But uh, also, last thing I want to say is that Josh made a very generous donation to the Extra Life Charity Fund that I've got going on this year. And it is my biggest donation to date that was not like from me selling candy bars at the store and stuff. So Josh, thank you again for that, man. Like that nice, humbling, incredibly humbling, man. And thank you for that. That was way beyond what I expected anyone to do. And it was, it was, it was, it was feel, feel good, man. And it was just really nice. So thank you for that too. And like I said, if you want to subscribe to, 
suggestive gaming, do it for good content, but do it for a good guy too. I mean, somebody who like he puts his 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 heart and soul into this stuff, and he hates most of it. <laughs> like he played Kingdom Hearts for you, suckers. He played Kingdom Hearts for you, and he hates it. Um, yeah, that was that was a nightmare. <laughs> but but you, no, it just did you like any of it? No, no. It, I was watching some of the live streams. It was great. And he, and then people would come in and tell him why he was wrong for not liking it. And then he just like banned him from the channel. It was great. It was like one of the best days I've ever seen. Of, uh, of I would Twitch. get, I, I would get so mad. And then it, like, I'd be just be like, Oh, these games are so, I hate them. I hate this game so much. And somebody would come in and be like, Oh, I like them. I'd be like, You're bad. I don't even want to hear it. You're out of here. You're bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that person's probably like, Oh, okay. It's, it's and I sorry. wonder, <laughs> And I wonder why I cannot gain a streaming following. It's so, <laughs> so strange. I can't figure it out. The ban uh, list is like 5,000 people. Yeah. Oh, you have no idea. B- more banned than following. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I appreciate you a lot for that, Josh. Thank you, man. And and um, that's it. That's all I had for you, bud. If there's anything else you want to say, though, let's throw it out there. But I, I yeah. really appreciate you taking the time, too, to come on the, the show. We've never really done like a, a call-in guest before, so it worked pretty well. well I'm, yeah, I'm happy to be the first, and thank you for uh, taking the time to discuss this. Um, I, I know it was a kind of a fun little repeat of, uh, you know, <laughs> however many years ago that was now, like five years or something. It, it um, feels like a lifetime ago, but this year has somehow simultaneously gone as faster than normal and slower than normal. Like, it's just true. weird void year that I can't. I got a question before he goes real quick. All right, sure. John, go ahead. Um, have you do you release any of your content? Because you do like you do longer like deep dives into story and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you release any of your content via podcast? Uh, no, people have recommended it because a lot of people just use it as podcasts. Like they just, you know, if they've got premium, they just play it in the background. Um, yeah. So I've, I've considered that. Uh, I just wouldn't know how to present it. Uh, I, I would definitely listen to it just because like I deliver the mail for a living. And mm-hmm. so like, I can't have my, uh, my phone burning, burning battery like with the light on or with the mm-hmm. screen on but like listening to that via podcast like i would blaze through that i listen to like probably eight or nine podcasts a day um so yeah that that content would probably be something i'd be super interested in i'll definitely look more into that like i said a lot of people have uh recommended it i just i've, I've just never explored that possibility it, but it's oddly easy too because you could just take your video and straight up just rip the audio and just put it up there <laughs> and, and that's, that's, honestly, that's what i was thinking yeah, that's honestly what I think of doing. But my my whole thing is like, there's a lot of stuff where I put in like visual gags and stuff that I would want to, mm, sure, you know, keep an eye out for and maybe re-record certain lines to make it work better without the visual element. Sure. Um, See, I'm all about just have like have a little soundboard that says like insert visual gag here. And then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or I just do like on screen right now. Yeah. There's actually a little caption that says this. All right, continuing on. <laughs> I uh, see. For me, I'm just I'm just maximum play minimum effort so i would just rip it and stick it up there man it's who cares <laughs> just that's that's what you get when you when you subscribe to to old greggy's content and i also want to thank you uh i want to thank you josh for even though it makes me feel bad it makes me feel bad in a good way not that way but in a good way because when we talk about doing metal gear salad i absolutely love it and it's something i've always wanted to do and i found someone like you who is fun to do it with and so when every time you say that like we haven't done it in a while, it, it, it makes me sad because you're right, but it makes me motivated to want to get it done. So we will. There will Hell be yeah. an episode three of Metal Gear Salad. Sometime. I don't know when. Sometime. 
long as it's still on the plate. You know what I mean? Like you haven't uh, you haven't it's thrown it out yet. Always, it's always on the plate. I've already been thinking of the bumper music and the intro I want to write and everything. Like it's just it's all jam, man. I can't wait. My heart is a flutter. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you so much for coming on, man. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you again for having me, guys. You have a good one. Yeah, Yeah, buddy. Good talking to you. Bye. Yeah, man. I mean, God, Josh's content's good too, and I and I say that as somebody who I don't consume YouTube, but and it's just he puts so much effort into it, man. And I feel like in an age, even myself, I talk about like doing as much as I can with as little effort as possible because I've got a full time job. He's got a full time job too. And he does all this in his in his free time, and he's he's gonna make the launch. He thinks hopefully next year into doing full time YouTube, and so Damn. so so go give him a sub and like watch his content. It's it's worth every every second. Um. So John, getting into it. So now we're gonna talk about our games of the generation. So I don't really have a format for this. I know originally we talked about let's talk about PlayStation games and let's talk about Xbox games. As I made my list, I struggled to find games for certain consoles and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, when you said, like, you originally were like, oh, let's do 10 for each, and I was like, I don't know that I could do 10 for each. Okay, and that makes me happy, because I, I have a total of 15 games, and it goes across PC, Switch, and PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, I didn't I didn't touch PC, because PC's just garbage, um, and I didn't touch <laughs> Switch, because I okay. don't feel like their generation's done yet. Like, I, like, Switch, I would, I would be willing to do once the switch two comes out um so just scrub all of the switch ideas no i'm just kidding maybe i'll give uh, them uh, still... <laughs> maybe i'll give them like uh honorable mentions but but there a lot of the the switch games i'm talking about are from like i guess you're right that's such a hard thing to do because the switch came out in 2017 the ps4 uh, came out in 2013 so yeah, it's a it's four years, which is almost a generation in itself. But the PS4 was 2013 to 2020, so you had seven years. So you have three years of crossover between the Switch and the PS4. So any of the games that came out on the Switch from when it launched to now, I considered this generation. So, hmm. um, but with that being said, John, I guess I don't have a particular order necessarily, but I think we'll just go back and forth, and then we'll tell a little bit about the game and why we thought it was good. So I want you to start what. What was one of the first games that came to mind when you thought of games that... Now, just to clarify, this is games that we feel like defined the generation for us. Okay, this is an opinion. So this isn't... If if we didn't like a game, we're not going to talk about it. It doesn't mean the game wasn't good or that the game didn't do something to progress video games as a whole or as a medium. It's just that it didn't do anything for us. So again, these are very personal lists. So it's all opinion-based. So just take it for what it is. But uh, so throwing that back to you, John, what is like one of the first games that came to mind. So the first thing I think about when I think about Xbox one to me is dead rising three. Um, because like at the launch of the Xbox one, it was my most played game. And I, so as much as I love Xbox, I hated the Xbox one at launch um yeah it, we've talked about that just, a lot yeah it sucked and there weren't a lot of great games for it and it just felt like they they really just screwed up the launch as big as they possibly could except dead rising 3 um i loved the hell out of this game it 
everything I everything I didn't like about Dead Rising One and Dead Rising Two got fixed in the third game, and they expanded on the ideas. I liked the characters. Like you no longer had to run around and get Zombrex to like heal yourself. The time constraints that the original games had really were kind of tossed aside. And so, like, for me, the launch of the Xbox One was this game. Yeah, and I I think, I've said this on this podcast before, but that game was the best launch title of that generation. Like, between Xbox and PlayStation, that was the best game. I wish that game had been on PlayStation because that game would have done a lot better. You know, it just it just would have like if that launched on both consoles, that game would have sold a ton. You know. Yes, that and that's that was my major complaint, uh, and that's my complaint about exclusive games in general. This generation is that I think if Dead Rising three would have launched on both systems, even later, um, I think we would be playing or still looking forward to Dead Rising games. I I think four was a massive misstep. Um, but three was amazing. Uh, the other, the other neat piece of anecdotal uh, trivia I have for Dead Rising three, and that series in general. So, Dead Rising was taken over by um, uh, I forget what the hell the studio's name was, but they turned them into Capcom Vancouver. But before they made Dead Rising, they made the Bigs series, which was a baseball arcade baseball franchise. And I talked to one of the developers of the series uh, from Capcom Vancouver. And they said the reason why they got the contract to make Dead Rising 3 was that the crowds in the stadium for for the bigs were so impressive to Capcom that they offered them the contract to make the <laughs> Dead Rising 2. Oh my god. And and so the, the, the Dead Rising series after the first game is built using the bigs engine. A baseball game. That's wild. That's a good piece of trivia, man. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so what have you got? Well, you know, we already kind of talked about a couple of these. So I, I, I agreed with Josh about Spider-Man and God of War. Um, Spider-Man, it just finally felt like it was a really good superhero game. It fit. It made sense. It was rip off of the Batman engine, though. And so I have a hard time mm-hmm. giving that game a lot of credit. But it just was amazing. And the story in that game was fantastic. Like, it... It was incredibly emotional in on many points. Like they did a lot in that game. They pushed the, the Spider-Man mythos forward a lot in that game. Uh, and I would, I agree with Josh as well with God of War because, you know, I, I'm a sucker for certain story angles and arcs. And one of my story arcs, like the, the old hero's last ride or, or advancing a story and seeing what characters are doing 20, 30 years after a previous story, so seeing like Kratos years later, seeing him in a new environment, a whole new game that felt totally different yet worked and felt good. Um, the dynamic with, you know, having a partner that you can tell what to do for the most part, uh, you know, with um, with uh, Treyu and like it just it just was an amazing game. Like and then it helps me with that, too, because I watched the documentary that they released. I don't know if you watched that or not, but it was, I think it was becoming like, is like becoming Kratos or something like that. I forget what it's called. And it's like, it's the journey of that game. And they show a lot of internal stuff, a lot of meetings, a lot of like Corey Barlog and like hit him dealing with the stress of it all. And then like, even him, like there's something where it's like three weeks before launch and he's playing like the final build. 
and he's walking in the beginning where Kratos is walking with the log and the log just stops moving and Kratos keeps moving <laughs> like he's holding a log but he's holding nothing and he's looking at the screen like we're three weeks out <laughs> like this can't happen <laughs> you know but then it would, and I think that was right before they delayed it to like a few months later because I think it went from like April okay. or it went from like February to April, I forget it was but anyway so that played a lot for me though too because you you watch that stuff and you see a real human side to development and i know that that's like a fluff piece right i'm not i'm not saying that like you know it's not one-sided but that's what sort of something frustrates me when when you get another you know jason schreier hit piece where he just assumes that the three angry people he got an email from typically contractors are how everyone feels there when there's people there who legitimately want to put in this amazing amount of effort to make an amazing thing, a once in a lifetime game. And, and I feel like they did accomplish it, accomplish that with that game. And so without getting too much into it, I want to quit. I just quickly want to talk about Spider-Man and God of War just because we'd already mentioned them uh, with Josh. Uh, but both for me, just really, really uh, genre defining. Um, what was another one you had? I, so it took him three months to fix that log. I don't know if it was Jesus. three months just to fix that, but they had a bug Perfect. list. Man, Amateurs. They, they talked about it. Like, like there's a whole part where he's talking to the team like when they did the final delay that they didn't want to do, and they were like, they had a list of hundreds of bugs. Like it was, and, and they were like not going down fast enough, and they couldn't work through them fast enough. It was, it's a really interesting documentary, and I think it's like an hour and a half long, but it went by like super fast, like a really, really good, uh, really good watch. You think it's on YouTube for free, so... I think it's called Becoming Kratos, I think. Let me do a quick search here, actually. Pretty sure that's what it is. But, uh... Suggestive Gaming should just re-upload that content. Uh, just just do voiceover for it. Yeah, it's called just Raising... rip off that entire doc. It's called Raising Kratos. Um, okay. But, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It was just excellent. Um, but, uh... Is it's a five year document? It's a documentary spanning five years of the development of Jesus. Um, but anyway, so what was uh, what was what, another one of yours? Um, so my list is going to be interesting. Um, I would expect so something for less. PlayStation. <laughs> one of my favorite games that I am crushed that we will never get a sequel to is the Order eighteen eighty six. Sure. Um, I loved this game because it never made me, it, I never felt like I was doing the same thing twice. Like it, I never got bored playing it because it felt varied and interesting in its gameplay style. And I liked that it wasn't 30 hours long. Like I didn't play it right at launch. And there were a lot of people that came into my GameStop and were bitching about the game's length and and whatnot. And sometimes when I hear that a game's short, like that puts it on my radar. It's like, oh, I could I could beat that in five eight hours and and be done and and get all the content. Great. Yeah. And so I ended up playing it and I loved it. And the the game ends in a cliffhanger that could go one of two ways. And other than, like, one of the last missions had a pretty predictable twist, in my opinion. But other than that, I had no complaints about the game. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And it graphically, this was the first, probably one of the first PS4 games where I was like, 
holy shit, this game looks amazing. Yeah, like it I'd agree with that. Really looked amazing. My only real issue with that game was that it was only I beat it in one sitting at four hours. And mm-hmm. there was artificial padding in the game too. There were parts where like they made you auto walk through segments and you're walking super slow. And I'm like, they just slowed the game down another 20 minutes and it still was only four hours. But I did like the game. The only thing I didn't like was yeah. when you had those segments where you're in like the sewers or something and the werewolves just come at you and you have to like t- perfectly time, like raising your gun to shoot them. Cause they like, they're, they're not in front of you. You're like sitting in a corner waiting and then they just run up to you and shoot them real fast. Okay. It's, it's yeah. they do it. They they did that twice in the game. They they looped a couple gameplay things that were weird, but for the most part, I thought the game was good and I liked the environment. And I agree with what you said too. It looked like it was it was setting a high bar, like a bar a bar I felt that we hadn't hit yet. Well, and like the the end of the game, like it it made it seem like your partner was suddenly okay. Spoilers, spoiler warning. <laughs> <laughs> For a game, for a game, we'll never get a sequel to because they got bought by Facebook, I believe, um, and Sony owns the the rights to the game. Um, so, the game ends with your partner uh, seemingly thinking that you've murdered her brother, and seeming like she's going to try and take revenge on you, and then the it seems like these vampires are going to be sent to the new world which is america and so it's like okay so is the game gonna follow this potential revenge story or are we gonna see what happened to the vampires and werewolves that seemingly went to the americas Mm -hmm. and i want like i was like damn it i want i want to know what the hell is gonna happen uh and i actually met the developers of the game at gamestop manager conference and I I gushed about the game, and this was when they were they were pitching the uh, uh, what the hell game is it? Uh, Deformers. Uh, they had the Deformers online multiplayer battle game that they were kind of trying to sell there, and I was like, I loved the order. I hope you make a sequel. I screw all the haters online. It was awesome. Nice. Uh, so what have you got? So the next one I want to talk about, I'm just not really doing these in any specific order, but uh, I'm going to talk about Cuphead. Cup, Cuphead made my list. Um, it was something I had been anticipating for a long time when I first saw the first video footage of it. It's just like I fell in love with it, had to have it. Finally comes out. Not only is it a cool-looking game, very unique, it's hard as hell. <laughs> it's like Yeah, I'm horrible at it's, it. It's a game that... A lot of people weren't going to finish. There's a certain amount of pride that goes in with finishing it. And I finished it actually on my, I think it was 2017 or 20, I think it was 2017 stream. And I finished it at like four in the morning (laughs) and I was like, I was sleep deprived and I was like just juiced on caffeine. And I went back to it because I had played it earlier in the day and I got to King Dice and then I died a bunch. And I went back to it, beat him, and then beat the devil, and it was all over. So uh, Cuphead uh, showed, I think, that you know you could do something really out of bounds, and, and it could really work. And now, I mean, the game sold a ton. It's a merchandising powerhouse. 
they've got a Netflix cartoon that's coming. Like it's it's crazy the 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 stuff that that's producing outside of the video game, and of course a sequel. And it is officially now multi platform. It's on Switch and PS4, not just yep. Xbox and PC. Um, but I had that technically under the PC category because that's where I played it first. But I've bought that game on PS4 now, and if they would ever do a physical of that anywhere, I would buy it in a heartbeat. Um, the only thing I yeah, I'm surprised they haven't. Yeah, and I even bought the physical Xbox One version that was just a code in the box because okay. it's something to put on the shelf, you know. But yeah, so I, Cup Cuphead is uh was was great. I've seen people uh, VGC grade that stupid box with a code inside of it. <laughs> that's really stupid, but there's a part of me that goes, "That's probably a good idea." <laughs> um, what's that? What's another one of yours? Um. So, one of my favorite shooters of this generation is something I never, ever expected to, to enjoy. Um, so, Rainbow Six Siege is probably my favorite shooter of this gen. Um, I had this game for two years digitally because uh, Ubisoft gave us a free code for GameStop Manager's. And I never fired it up. I I was so pissed off that the game had no single player and was not a extension of the Rainbow Six uh, Vegas like franchise that I loved on the Xbox 360 that I ignored it for two years. And finally, I fired it up, and I went through all of the like training missions, and I went online, and I loved the hell out of it. The the operators are really cool. Um, I bought, I think I've, I've got three of the five season passes, which I generally don't buy a lot of the, um, the DLC for games, uh, especially multiplayer shooter games. Uh, and it's just a blast. Uh, it's the, uh, the only time I have had a negative experience with rainbow six siege is I finally ranked up enough to be able to go into ranked mode because uh, they make you they make you get to a, like a certain level. Yeah, so and you don't suck. So I played, and, yeah, right. So I played my first game of ranked, and I was atrocious. <laughs> like I was just getting destroyed, and I was like, I was like, all right, this sucks, but I don't want to quit because <laughs> I don't want to get like neg- negged on my account, and so I was sticking through it. And I was getting people messaging me going, why are you in ranked? <laughs> like, oh, that's so mean. And, uh, yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, whatever. I've like, it's best of five. Like I'm on match four. I got one left. Well, I'll, I'll get the hell out of this as soon as I can. And then I found out that in ranked, they go to like eight. And I was like, oh God, I have like 20 <laughs> more minutes of this. In uh, when I play smite and you have a bad game, people just type, uninstall kill yourself that's what they that's what they type in smite <laughs> it's a really great community it's very welcoming so you're not allowed to have a bad nice. game because everyone who plays that game is perfect all the time in case you don't know <laughs> <laughs> the uh now they added sam fisher to uh rainbow six siege uh as agent zero or something like that and i haven't bought that season pass yet just because it's been a while since i've played it but it's definitely put it back on my radar where i want to install it again nice so what have you got? All right. So back to me. I'm going to stick with the PC thing because I only have one other PC game. 
And it's not even technically PC. It's for my Oculus Rift, my Oculus Quest, excuse me. Ooh. It's it's uh, it's Beat Saber. Uh, Beat Saber is genre-defining and is VR-defining. If there's one game I think that's going to get people to cross over to VR, it's a game like Beat Saber. It is incredibly fun, incredibly addicting, easy to learn, difficult to master. It's a hell of a workout. I, I'd sweat it up in that thing. In fact, I was using it as a workout routine during uh, quarantine times. Nice. Uh, and it, 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 I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it's teeming with style. It's cool as hell. It's fun. It works, you know, like some VR stuff, like the tracking's not great. And that game is top freaking notch. And it, so not only is it defining of what this generation was, it was defining of a new way to play this generation, which was VR. And I, I, and I'm not a huge VR guy. I, I like, I like it. Don't play it a lot. And Beat Saber is the only VR game on this list I have, but it is the one, in my opinion, it is the one game for VR that will transcend VR and, and like bring people into play. And, and PC is really the way to play that as well, because uh, you can actually download more songs and stuff, which you can't do on the PlayStation version of the game. Well, and I, I so a funny story. So I, I side loaded a bunch of extra music onto mine, onto my quest. And mm-hmm. so th- you really take for granted how much balance goes into like making good music rhythm games. Cause you'll have somebody yeah. like, Oh, this is an Eminem song. I'm like, okay, well I'll download that. Let's try it. And it's just, it doesn't make sense. You know, like beat Saber's okay, levels yeah. are, are brilliant because you'll like, you know, it knows the natural movements. Like if you just went down, down with your left and your right hand, the next movement typically isn't cross right, cross left, because that's not natural for your hand to move that way. So, but when a, a homemade user makes a song, they're not thinking of that stuff. They're not spending a bunch of time balancing it and tweaking it. They're just making it work and mm-hmm. throwing it out there. And so I actually hated almost all of the side loaded downloadable songs I got for it. I was like, I'll just play the same <laughs> 10 songs that Beat Saber has instead. Um, but, uh, just, just great, man. I don't know. I, I have nothing but amazing things to say about Beat Saber. I watched the only, I have very minimal knowledge of Beat Saber. Uh, and one of the one, the videos I watched was, uh, a guy doing the Darth Maul double lightsaber yeah. with, uh, Eminem's rap God. Oh, nice. And, and it was like, it seemed like it was amazingly well done, like game wise. Like they, they did seem like they put some effort into designing it correctly and the guy was amazing at it like i was like i don't know how he's not like crying on the floor yeah. <laughs> with how much how much workout it looked like it, it was it reminded me a lot of when i first played guitar hero and when you first play guitar hero it's like you can barely hit three buttons at you know in a row mm-hmm. and then i worked all the way up from easy all the way through expert you know and that's how i, I was seeing myself progress through Beat Saber the same way. I'm like, man, I started off, I could barely do this, and now I'm I'm crushing through the the hard level, and I'm getting to the final levels now. This is great. Uh, I was always a medium boy. Nice. <laughs> uh, what's Four another buttons, game on? Yeah. Uh, what's another game on your list? Uh, so this is a game that I'm pretty sure both of us kickstarted. <laughs> um, and I have wanted for what since 1996 um bloodstained ritual of the night uh for i have i have it for xbox one here um i love the hell out of the game 
I I have been wanting a side-scrolling Castlevania game on my TV since I played Symphony of the Night. And for some reason, Konami just is hell-bent on not giving its fans what they want ever. And now, I, I love the DS games and the Game Boy games and stuff. I've played all of those, and they're awesome. But it's like, I'm an adult, I have a TV, please let me play the games I want to play on my TV. And Bloodstained finally gave me that. Yeah, I, it, I was looking at it. I, it was in my honorable mentions. I really did like it a lot, and I did kickstart it. It's an Igavania, and I did love that game. I platinumed it. It's one of like ten of my one of my ten platinums, and nice. I enjoyed it. It was good. I, I hate two point five D though. I just hate it, and I always <laughs> will. But if that game was like pixel style, like thirty two bit pixel art, like Castle Symphony of the Night was, I'd have lost mm-hmm. my mind on that game. It was still great though. Like you said, it was very very well done. Uh, music was fantastic. Characters were great. Yeah, it was it was a real treat. Actually, the one thing that Konami is doing right with any of their franchises is the Castlevania Netflix show is so goddamn good. Yeah, it is. Yep, I agree with that. And, and like, it, it's based on a weird part of the series that I never would have expected too. Like, it the the show is based on like the worst of the games, in my opinion. Like the the second PS2 game, and then like the I think the first season is based on Castlevania three for NES. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's really follows the story of Castlevania three because I don't, I don't know. Does the, does the second one for PS two, is that where they got like the villain from? Because that's I mean, the third season is apparently takes place or like is the time frame of Castlevania or the, the second PS two game. Interesting, because I know if it's still because I didn't realize like I I don't know a lot about the PS2 lore of Castlevania. I fell off of them when they went 3D. Same. Um, which, as much as I love Koji Igarashi, he is on tape saying that when you have something like the PS2, you can't do 2D anymore. You have to do 3D because it can do 3D. Nah, it's his freaking fault, it's, dude. It's his fault. I know it wasn't even like <laughs> it wasn't even like Konami forced him to do it. Like he wanted to do it. Um, Ugh, but yeah, rough. uh. But but no, uh, I because that would be cool if that game made references to like, you know, Trevor and uh, you know, um, and Sophia, Safia. I always forget her name. But and Alucard, that'd be amazing. I I didn't know that because I've never played through those. But that'd be amazing. Um, I so so next up for me, I feel like some of these are are, are kind of crossover. But I'm gonna put two. I'm going to put two games together and I'm going to say Dark Souls 3 and Sekiro just because they're both from soft. Uh, okay. Dark Souls 3 was just more of the same to be fair, but it looked so good on current gen and it was really the pinnacle of what from soft was doing with the Dark Souls games. It really was. And then Sekiro is they, they redefined like how to make a hard game hard somehow if you were a master of dark souls Sekiro would still whoop your ass and yeah i'm shit at that game and 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 it's it just like i got to the first boss with like the two red circles and i was like uh i don't think i'm gonna get through this game i didn't i didn't i couldn't nail combat and then i finally it finally clicked and then i got through it but my god that game was hard and uh and then you get through it though and and so i really i really liked uh i I really liked that and i think that's one of their best games and it started off as a tenchu game 
And then I don't think they wanted it published by Activision. So then they were like, well, we'll just make our own ninja game. And then we can make it as hard as we want. We don't have to worry about like appealing to mass market or anything like that. So Actually, that game was published by Activision. That's right, it was. Yeah, yeah, that's right, it was. I wonder, maybe maybe that's what I'm thinking, is that maybe because of the difficulty spike, they didn't want to mainline it as a Tenchu game, or some, there's something about that, like the difficulty and not wanting to associate it with like a, a, a franchise or something like that. But This this is totally my guess but and speculation, but I would, I would think that they probably intended it to be a Tenchu game and then probably realized that, like, tying that game to a dead franchise that that not many people are gonna like potentially try because they don't have sure. nostalgia for it like making it a new thing would make more sense yeah give, give me a new tenchu game though i, I mean i'd play that if, if they hadn't made that a tenchu game i would have played it and and i would love to see them go back to tenchu because fromsoft had done uh tenchu games so uh what, what's another one of yours uh, so I've, a lot of these I've, I've brought up during like my game of the week. Uh, but that's cause I, my, my games of the week have been more modern. Um, but my next one is just cause three and I love the hell out of this game. Avalanche, uh, starting with just cause two became one of my favorite developers. I also loved their Mad Max game that they put out for uh, PS4 and Xbox one. And I three, they gave GameStop managers the physical copy of Just Cause Three two weeks before it was out. Nice. And like that's unheard of. Like generally, they do not. GameStop managers don't get games early, let alone two full weeks before they're out to the general public. And so, like, I had this like right before Thanksgiving, and. I was so obsessed with it that I brought a TV, a PlayStation 4, and my copy of the game to Thanksgiving. Uh, and I played <laughs> through it. Um, uh, partially to rub it in to my nephew that I had a game that's not even out yet. Um, but it just, I had so much fun with it. And like, there was so much experimentation that was possible in that game. And it was just fun to like, I have this weird thing with when I play open world games, like, um, my buddy calls it like chicken pox. Like I like to go and go across the map and get all the collectibles that are on the map and, and like clear out things town by town. And just cause three was full of that. Like you'd go into a new city. It would say that you have 0% of the city complete. You would blow up a billboard and you like, it'd be like 5%. And then you, 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 uh, free some prisoners from a, uh, an encampment. And then you're up to like 30%. So like, it felt nice to roll into a town, blow some shit up, uh, complete the town, and move on to the next area. And I, I just loved it. I, and Just Cause Four is one of my biggest disappointments of this generation. Oh no! Because of how much I loved the third game, and Four just added so many systems to the game that didn't really—they were not explained well and don't work that well. That it was just a frustrating mess. I unfortunately hate four. Mm, what a shame. Uh, so what is uh, what is your next game? So how many more do you think you have? Uh, I mean, realistically, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get through these. Let's do 
Can you cut it down to three more each? Sure. All right. So while we're doing that, I'll, I'll cut it down to three more each. Uh, I'm going to put Final Fantasy VII Remake on there. Um, it was a game that we had been shown many iterations of over the years. Like when the PS3 was launching, they showed they redid the intro for Final Fantasy VII on the PS3. Never became a game or anything. They just We always thought it was coming because, hell, they showed it to us. Yep. Why wouldn't we? Then eventually Bastards. they talked about remaking it. And they talked about all this other stuff. And then we went through the sequel stuff. I mean, they made the Advent Children movie. They made Crisis Core, the prequel P, uh, PSP game. Like, they, they addressed that world. They went back to it. But we wanted a remake of arguably one of the ugliest PS1 games out there, Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> um, which we got kind of. Obviously, it was a it was a remake, and it literally says remake in the title, but if you play all the way through that game, there's something else going on. And without, I won't spoil it because the game still came out this year, but there was a lot going in there. So I, I beat the game with 42 hours of gameplay. I platinumed it at 90. I played another 50 hours just to platinum the game. And, and I wanted Damn. to do everything I could do. And it was, it was, it was really great. I loved it. How about you? Um, so my next game is. Tony Hawk 1 and 2. Nice. I knew that was going to make the list. I was thinking about that for you today. So, I love the Tony Hawk franchise up until American Wasteland. Uh, and I'll, I'll even give, I'll give Project 8 a little bit of credit, but that's really where my love of that franchise tapered off. Um, I really didn't like Proving Ground and then their experimentation with Ride, uh, Shred, and then um, Five was awful. Um, my God, Five is a pile of garbage. Yeah, uh, and it, Five was an amazing example of like Activision was literally going to lose Tony Hawk's uh, the rights to Tony Hawk like at the end of the year. And so they kicked the um, Tony Hawk 5 out the door in a completely unfinished state. And the people that developed it done, like, I, I say, it's like they didn't fundamentally understand what made any of the previous games good in any way. And so the Curious Visions with Tony Hawk 1 and 2 knew what was awesome about the original games. And they added just enough from the later games that it's it's awesome that little these little things are in there, but the average person wouldn't even realize that, that the stuff they added was not in the original game. So, like, if you do an ollie and then you do a kickflip, whatever. Well, if you do an ollie and then you press the kickflip button three times, you'll do a triple kickflip. That wasn't in the original game, but they they knew that that's something that, that they should add some new stuff, and so they did. Um, and the game looks gorgeous. It's There's so much good content in Tony Hawk 1 and 2. Um, I I completed the, the campaigns, like, the first or second day, and I love that they, they put in things that are how I used to play the game. So, like, I used to be like, all right, I'm going to start... I'm going to start the level... And I want to see if I can get all of the goals done in the two minutes that that uh, you have to do the run. And 
that's a mode in the game. That's they have a speed run mode where they they want you to complete all of the goals as fast as you possibly can. So it's just awesome. I loved it. Yeah, that um, like what a, what a balance they struck there between updating it enough to feel good and familiar, and then not doing too much to like ruin the experience of the original games. Like I think they hit it perfectly. Listening to you and Jordan yep. talk about it, like Jordan's still doing custom levels for the YouTube channel for that game. He just loves Damn. it. He's just in love with it. And he plays new levels every day. It's just great. <laughs> I, I used to say about Tony Hawk five, uh, cause I would have people that would in the GameStop that would be like, Oh my God, Tony Hawk. I want to play that. And I would say to them, you could give your grandmother who doesn't play video games, Tony Hawk two, and she could screw around with the level editor for about 15 minutes. And whatever she has created is better than what the professional game developers released on the disc for Tony Hawk <laughs> five. Yes. Um, so next up, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about um, a switch game. I have to, I have to go to breath of the wild. I have to talk about Legend of Zelda breath of the wild. Uh, it, it was a launch title for the switch. So it's March of 2017. It was about three and a half years. The game was just great. And I and I, I know a lot of not everyone agrees with me on that. And I know a lot of people are like, God, I don't see what the fun is of the game. And I get it. I do get it. I get why people don't like it. But for me, it was um I there was there was a sense of openness and discovery that I hadn't felt since the original Legend of Zelda. Like in the first mm-hmm. one, you just kind of walk around and you figure stuff out and you don't really know where you're supposed to go, and there's like shitty directions and it's whatever. And in all the other ones, they really focused on story. And there's a very specific path you had to take, and that's fine. Um, but then, as, and it was all the way from Link to the Past all the way through all of them. It was a very heavy, single-player, story-driven approach. You have to do everything in the order A, B, C, D, E, F, G, with a few exceptions. And this one was just like, here's a world. Go play in it. And it, it did feel like a tech demo at times where it was like, man, there's really good ideas, but like, what am I doing here? Climbing trees and setting grass on fire. And like, yeah, there's an enemy here, whatever. <laughs> and and you can still watch videos of people like finding creative ways to use the abilities to kill the guardians and stuff. Like it's, it's wild. But yeah. it, it, if they use that same engine, which I, I know they are for Breath of the Wild 2, whenever that ends up coming out, um, that game could be one of the best games of all time. If it has that same sense of openness and discovery, but then you add the narrative, then you add all the extra stuff to do. You add all the secrets and the hidden stuff, all of that together, I think would be incredible. But breath of the wild for me, uh, defined a generation, uh, generational leap for that series. And it, it, it meant a lot. I really enjoyed it. Like I hadn't played a Zelda. I think the only Zelda game I played before that was a link between worlds. I finished that. And then before that, it hadn't been since Zelda one, two and three. You know, those were the okay. the last ones I had played. So it was it was like I wasn't I'm not a big Ocarina fan. I liked Majora's Mask when it came out. I doubt I'd be able to play it today. And then I didn't play Twilight Princess, didn't play Wind Waker, didn't play Skyward Sword. Like I just didn't care, didn't play the DS ones, you know. Hell I didn't even play Minish Cap, but <laughs> Minish um, Cap was great. Yeah. Well, because Capcom made it. <laughs> <laughs> my my only issue with Breath of the Wild, so like I've got a couple, actually. Um, I didn't like that they didn't have a dungeon structure like the older games. Like, they they felt like a little mini-game puzzle that that I just... It didn't satisfy me enough. Sure. And then... Um, 
the the DLC that they released, like that motorcycle. If if I could if I could buy the DLC and get the motorcycle right away, I would have done it. But you apparently had to beat like the entire damn game <laughs> in order to get the motorcycle, and it's like, well, what the hell's the point? Like you put the <laughs> coolest thing behind like two hundred hours of gameplay. Oh man, that's that's great. No, and I and I definitely appreciate that. Like it didn't have the typical temple structure. They had a bunch of mini puzzles, and then they had the when you fight like the, you know, like the big the the tower the beasts. You know, those were more yeah. like temples, but there were only four of those, and they were kind of similar. Like they were different, but the idea inside was similar. Like go through, get these orbs, blow up some of the evil eye stuff, evil eye goop, and then fight the boss. But I I did like that Zelda had a lot more character to her than any of the previous games and like she seemed kind of badass and it was like i kind of want to play a game as zelda man if they somehow work out a two-player mode with link and zelda in the next one i would i would lose my mind um okay so your second to last one what's your second to last game of the generation um i am gonna go with dead cells all right. Uh, which I played the crap out of. I think I've I've destroyed several controllers in just the way that I play it. Um, not because I get angry and throw it, but like because I hammer on the buttons in such a way that I feel like my some of my Xbox and PlayStation controllers have uh, started to give up the ghost. And they're constantly adding content to this game. Um, they actually, they were successful enough that Motion Twin spun off, uh, a part of their studio called Evil Twin, uh, or Evil, I think it's Evil Empire, something like that, but they, they have a development studio that is just working on Dead Cells content, and nice. it's just awesome, the, the weapons in the game are fun, the, the combat satisfying, um, the, the random nature of it is, is interesting, and, there's still so much in this game that I have not even come close to touching. And I've probably played like 300 hours of this game across three consoles. Nice. No, and actually, um, the, the PC version, um, I haven't played the PC version, but on Steam, the developers gave you the option to roll back the, um, yeah. the updates all the way back to beta. So, like, you can play this game how it was playable, like, a year before they yeah, even like, formally launched it as a finished product. Like, early access and stuff. Like, you can play in all the iterations. That's just incredibly neat to me. Yeah. Well, and actually, one of the things that killed my desire to play it for a bit was that um, they put out an, an update that nerfed one of the weapons I used all the time. And so I almost wish I played it on PC because I could just play the the revision that had the weapon the way I liked it and and not have to worry about the nerf. Nice. So my my final game of the generation, and I had a few that I, I, I'm, I'm cutting out, like some honorable missions were Ghost of Tsushima, Witcher 3, Animal Crossing, Mario Odyssey. These are some games I really enjoyed, but I'm going to give them the last one. Uncharted 4 was an honorable mention. Um, my final one's going to go to Monster Hunter World. So I, I've been a fan of Monster Hunter since it came out on PS2. I've played every version that I could, even the ones that didn't come out here, illegally downloading PSP games that are patched in English. 
uh, so that I could play. Even even getting that ad hoc party to work on PS3 so that I could play my PSP online locally, locally online with people so I could play Monster nice. Hunter with them. That's that's the level I took it to. I even went to try to get before Monster Hunter World came out. There was Monster Hunter Online in China. And I even downloaded their stupid QQ app because you have to sign up for Monster Hunter Online through this Chinese spyware QQ app. And I got it done, <laughs> and I figured out how to do it, and I did it for all my friends that were going to play it. And then, of course, it had those things where it's like, oh, you can play for two hours, and then you got to spend money to get more coins to go on missions. I was like, ah, shit. Um, but that's how much I love Monster Hunter. So when they announced a new one for PS4 and Xbox One, I was so excited because I played Monster Hunter Generations and Monster Hunter 4 on 3DS, but that's not where that game is its best. And I was pissed off that Capcom kept making these like handheld garbage versions of Monster Hunter. Like I wanted a full-fledged. World was finally that. And World, I put about 500 hours into it, which the average Monster Hunter player would probably be like, that's it. <laughs> They're like closer <laughs> to 1,000 hours. But it, it finally brought Monster Hunter to the masses, Capcom had a good game. They marketed it properly. Now it's going to be one of the free games if you have Plus on PS5. It's one of the free PlayStation hits or whatever they call them. And there's going to be people still playing that game. And it's amazing. And I'm very excited for the new Monster Hunter for Switch. I'm going to buy that as well. But, man, World came out and it did everything right. And it's been crushing it for like three years, I think, since it's been out. And uh, so Monster Hunter World is my final kind of game that defined this generation for me. Nice. And and so then lastly, uh, John, what's yours? And do you have any honorable mentions? I do. So uh, honorable mentions, I would say Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I'm surprised we only got one of them this generation. Um, Tetris Effect uh, for PS4 I loved. Um, and this is a weird one. Unbox Newbie's Adventure felt was one of my favorite platformers of this gen it's just a weird game where everyone's a sentient cardboard box um <laughs> got some great <laughs> big open world levels and then i would say you know what i'm surprised about neither of us had bloodborne on their list so i i originally had it and then i thought you know what bloodborne was fun i enjoyed it um but it wasn't I don't know how to describe that game. Like, I feel like it's, it's people are remembering it better than it was, you know, like it somehow is it's, it's overachieved into this weird, like it's, it's magical stratosphere or something sort of material. Mm -hmm. When that game is, is fine, (laughs) but it's not like, like Sekiro is way better and arguably dark souls three is better. Um, but I do like the lore and everything. I think bloodborne is a sweet game, but yeah, like, it is funny that you mentioned that because I did have it on the list and I thought, eh, it, it just didn't make the cut, whatever my gut was telling me at that moment. For me, I think it was the lack of like weapon and armor variety that that took away from it a little bit and that like they really forced you to, to play the game without a shield. And I was very much, I think a lot of people that play the, the Dark Souls games are very shield uh, heavy. They're very shield heavy games uh, unless you're kind of a masochist that learns how to play without a shield. <laughs> right. Um, so so the fact that you, I couldn't play this new game the way that I had been playing the previous uh, Souls games was kind of frustrating. Um, so my final game of the generation um, is 
Batman Arkham Knight. Um, I love the the Rocksteady games. I I have been playing them since they they did Arkham Asylum, and Arkham Knight was a fantastic game. I I ha- admit I have not beaten it because the last mission where you're in the stupid tank is a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, so like it's it's one of those that I do feel like I need to go back and and finish, um, but. I can't wait to play the was it is it Gotham Knights? What the hell's the the next one by uh the Ubi or the WB Montreal. Yep. Yeah, I'm more excited about that game than I am the Suicide Squad game because the Suicide Squad game to me looks like they're turning it into Destiny. And or Marvel Avengers. <laughs> yeah, like that's not what I want from from this studio i want a straight up awesome single player game uh that has or, or multiplayer that that has layers to it there's so much shit hidden in the batman arkham games that like i played batman arkham asylum 10 times probably if not more and i feel like every time i played it i saw new Easter eggs and hints and stuff all over the the map. Sure, and it was constantly surprised and and the same thing with Arkham Knight. There's just it's filled with so much, like so many loving little details for all of the Batman lore that I I just love it. I I wish that the tank wasn't in it though. <laughs> uh, I I don't mind the if you could just drive around as the Batmobile and not not force me to battle in the tank it'd be so much better yeah i didn't i didn't hate it i know most people's complaint was that i actually kind of liked it i don't know i didn't have an issue with it especially with the death stroke like that's how you kind of finished that uh is in Mm. the tanks i thought that was fun but i definitely understand why people didn't like it but um but man all right so that that's a great conversation man i I really i really like that was that was like a good 45 minutes to an hour talk about games that really made this last generation special, which it's so hard to believe that we're ending the PS4 and Xbox One generation. Where the hell does the yeah. time go, man? So now we're going to be starting a new generation of consoles tomorrow. And not to, not to take away from Xbox, I would be saying this if PlayStation came out Tuesday and Xbox comes out tomorrow. It's just when they're both out, to me, that's when it starts. So I just I don't want to yes. like be showing my... I'm not a pony, John. <laughs> not a pony. I, well- well, and I'm I'm wearing my Xbox shirt, but I have no idea when the hell my Xbox yeah, One is going to show up. Yeah, sometime. Um, I, I, I almost bought one. A lovely. Uh, Costco had them come up in a bundle where if you got you got an extra okay. controller in the system for five hundred and forty, so you paid forty bucks for an extra controller, basically. And I was like, that's tempting. Um, but uh, yeah, I ended up not doing it. I don't know. I, I was. I have close. one on pre-order from from uh, Amazon and so I was just like whatever I can wait um, I did try like Target put up uh, consoles and Best Buy put up consoles I believe and I tried at like midnight on launch night just to see if I could secure one and I, I couldn't get on, on either site so I just said screw it I'm like whatever I'll wait for Amazon to ship mine mm. nice um, which is a weird thing to say based on my awful awful restraint <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> So we, we got to wrap it up here, John. Obviously, we have our pickup piles of the week. Um, let's yes. let's get to them. 
but let's get to them fast. Can you do a fast pickup pile of the week this week? I can. All right, let's let's hit. It. I'm grabbing my pile right now. All right. Uh, so I will start since you're busy. Um, I picked up Raturgy Generics or Generic uh, for the uh, GameCube. Hey, that looks familiar. Uh, yeah, there's this awesome uh, <laughs> awesome store in town that uh, held it for me. Um, it's a great uh, top-down shooter. Uh, I picked up Cadence of Hyrule, uh, the Zelda uh, rhythm action game that looks like a super SNES game. I'm awful at it so far. Uh, Story of Seasons Friends of Mineral Town, uh, which is a remake of the Harvest Moon Friends of Mineral Town games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xenoblade Definitive Edition. How much did you get that for? Uh, not the $17 that it showed up for online. Damn it. I, I know I didn't get it for that either. I tried. <laughs> yeah. Um, I picked up uh, Mortal Shell for Xbox One, uh, which looked a lot like a Dark Souls game. It's got a weird, like, it's got a weird mechanic where you harden, so you, like, turn to stone instead of, uh, like, using a shield to block. Yep, I actually, uh, that's in my pile, too. <laughs> yep. I picked up Victor Vran Overkill Edition, which I got on Amazon for, like, $7. Uh, it's got m- content with Motorhead. Uh, Lemmy for Motorhead is in this game. Oh, wow, and nice. It, All right. It's kind of sweet. Uh, it it plays like a Diablo game that's a little bit more fast-paced, and it's there. it's got, like, platforming elements to it and stuff. It's, it's really cool. Um, Call of Cthulhu. Uh, another game I got for like ten bucks on Amazon, um, and I've been watching the uh, the Lovecraft Country uh, on. Oh, it's a great show on HBO, and so I was like kind of tempted to get the game, so I picked it up because it was cheap. Uh, same time I bought Generic C, I also picked up Rhyme from your store. Nice. Um, I got my copy of Goose Game. Uh, from I am eight bit. Me too. Uh, did you get the the cardboard copy edition? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, you can also get the the regular uh, plastic case version of the game from Best Buy and GameStop. Um, last of my cheapies on Amazon is um, Hero Land Noble Edition for PS4. And last. Lastly, um, I I sent you that deal. So if you buy, if you do buy two get one, buy two get one free on Target. Um, if you buy or check out with three games and then go back to the website and cancel the ones you don't want, it lets you keep the discount. Yeah, it's really weird. And... They've always done that. Yeah. Yeah, my my buddy Kevin tipped me off on it, and I I didn't know about it until uh, the other day. But I tried it, and so I I got uh, Watch Dogs Legion, uh, and then I've got the new Assassin's Creed game on its way, and it totally worked. So I got this game for like thirty five bucks. <laughs> nice. Um, and I gotta say, uh, I wasn't really a big fan of the previous two Watch Dogs games, but the opening mission of Legion like really has me hooked, and it's very interesting. Nice. So my pile is a little bit, a little bit taller because I, I think it's been like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, my my pile would have been almost nothing, but I had a last minute limited run box come in. 
Okay. But I got two myself coming. To uh to to match you, so I also got Mortal Shell and I got uh, Untitled Goose Game. So I had those two also. Um, uh, I got a copy of Persona Five Royal, not the Steelbook edition, which because I don't collect okay. Steelbooks, and so this was cool. This came into the store. <laughs> Uh, from Limited Run, I got my physical copy of Outer Wilds. It's a really fun little kind of nice. weird space exploration game. Um, I got a copy of a game called Pig Eat Ball. It's not a Limited Run game. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about this. It just looks amazing. Uh, graphically, I'm really into it, so I just got it. You know, uh, I got uh, Mother Russia Bleeds. That's a, like a okay. really cool pixelated beat 'em up side scroller. It was on Steam for a long time. And then they brought it to Switch, and I think they just brought it to PS4. Um, and then another Chemco Shitter. My Chemco Ooh. Shitter of the Week, As Divine Kimura. And this one actually <laughs> has like an anime-style cover, and on the back it's straight up just jank-ass garbage JRPG. Like it's, RPG it's maker. Trash. It's trash. I'm a, such a sucker for those things. Um, and then I get, these two were actually really good deals. I got these on Amazon. Uh, they had Wreckfest and Destroy All Humans for 15 bucks each. Nice. So Wreckfest I've been waiting forever to get, and I just kept waiting for it to go down to 20 bucks, and it wouldn't freaking go down. And then finally Amazon had it for 15 so I finally got it down. Uh, and then I picked up Yakuza Like a Dragon. So I have that here. The And unfortunately, it's the day one Steelbook edition, but, you know, it's ah, what garbage. happens when you order it. Uh, just throw out the case. Yeah, I'll just throw in the garbage. Um, <laughs> uh, for PS2, I got a copy of True Crime New York City. I wanted to get that in the collection, and it just took a while to find Ugh. a nice one. Um, for Switch, I got a copy of the – it's not a limited run game. It's Kunai. It's actually kind of a Castlevania Metroid type, and uh, but it's in this really cool cartoony-style graphics. And then <laughs> I got a boxed copy of Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga for the Game Boy Advance. In really nice shape. Nice. And that's it. That's it. That's my pickup pile for the uh, for the week. So, uh, thank you. That's it, everybody. That's the podcast for the week. Thank you for sticking around. It was a bit longer one today, but um, it was good. I, I really, I'm glad we got to do that, John. I'm glad we got to do it before the generation was over. I think that was a, that was that was a yep. great conversation. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, so, thank you, everybody, as always, for listening and watching. Um, don't forget you can subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash drop rate. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the drop rate. Remember, uh, 28th of November is my 24 hour live Twitch stream. It's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So if you're around, um, obviously donations are great, but even sharing and popping into chat also helps me a lot. Um, when I'm tired and running out of energy, but I see a bunch of people watching and chatting with me, it keeps me going. So all that helps a lot. So please, please hang out I, and say hi. I will definitely not be involved with that because that will be like the day after Black Friday. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and I, I will be delivering all of the packages that every dickhead ordered on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Game Trade Greg and John's on Twitter at Dryer Combo. And uh, thank you again, everybody, as always, for listening and watching. John, say goodbye. Good to be back. Definitely, my man. We missed you. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye.